Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Postcards Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. It's just Lauren today. Nicole is not here because she's feeling a little under the weather, so she needs to skip this recording. But you know us, we put our health, we put our mental health first. So I'm here to do a solo episode today. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm honestly really nervous because I just have to talk to myself for like an hour straight, but I hope that it will go well. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm going to be basically reviewing my time living in Thailand. So I lived in Thailand for two months and I'm going to be giving my thoughts overall, how I felt living there. And then also I'm going to be giving like a weekend itinerary. So sort of like the one that we did for Ottawa, but instead it's going to be for Phuket, Thailand specifically, because I lived in Phuket. But before we get into the meat of the podcast, as I like to say, I thought I could do a little intro, you know, like Nicole and I always do, but Nicole's not here and just kind of talk about my week and give you guys a little bit update on my life. As a lot of you know, I'm currently in Dubai and I'm here because as I said, you know, Matt's a resident, so I have to come once every six months. So we're going to be here for a little bit over 30 days. And then we're going to head to Europe before heading back to Canada for a little bit of the summer. And I've just been chilling here in Dubai. It's kind of nice because I've been here before. So like this weekend, I didn't feel super pressured to like go see all the touristy stuff, like the Burj Khalifa and like all the really touristy stuff because we've already seen it the last time we were here. So now we're just chilling. So this weekend I tried to go thrifting. So I went to, I like taxied to two different thrift stores that were in like a really random area and they're pretty cool. Honestly, they had some good stuff. Um, the first one that I went to was kind of, it was called Sam's UK UK and it had like a bunch of stuff, but the people weren't like super friendly. So I felt like kind of weird being in there. Like they kind of all looked at me kind of funny. Like, why are you shopping here? Um, and then I found like a lot of stuff just like wasn't really my style. I didn't even try anything on there. Um, and it was a lot of like, there wasn't like a ton of good finds in my opinion. I think if you're a Y2K girly, um, you probably would love it because there's like tons of Y2K stuff, but I'm just not like a Y2K person, which is so funny because when I, when I watch like the thrift hauls on TikTok and stuff, everyone's like, look at this crazy thrift haul on TikTok and it's all Y2K stuff. And I just don't understand the hype, but everyone loves it. But anyways, then I went to a second spot, which I think was called Thrift Bazaar and it's literally like right next to it. So, um, I just thought it'd be a good way to hit two in one and that one the people were way nicer like literally became friends with the girls working there they're from the philippines they were like you're too pretty why are you here like tell me about your life we literally talked about our lives and they said they want to move to canada like asked me if they could come back home with me <laughs> and yeah so they were way nicer and i actually tried on three things there but all of them were like too big or like too small so i didn't end up getting anything and then i was gonna go to a flea market so I like walked over to the mall that's near there and like just to grab some water and also to, to take out cash because it's a flea market. So I like kind of seemed you had to take cash, but this ended up taking me so long. And then by the time I got the cash, got out of the mall and then was like walking over to the flea market. The flea market was like a half an hour walk on like the side of the highway. I'm like in Dubai. I wore this really short dress for some reason, which was like a mistake. And I was just kind of walking along the side of the highway 
and then my phone got to like eight percent and I like wasn't even at the flea market yet and by the time I got to the flea market my phone was gonna be dead and then I don't even know how to get home and it's like would be like a two-hour walk home so I was like you know what I'm not gonna push it I'm gonna call myself a taxi from the side of the highway and I'm gonna go home so I ended up coming home and I was kind of sad because I wanted to check out the flea market like I feel like it would have been really cool and like had really good stuff but maybe they'll have another one while I'm here hopefully they seem to have one every week Um, but then I came home and I was like in a mood like I was so grumpy Matt literally was like what is your issue and I cried (laughs) because he didn't want to go back to the flea market with me like literally being a brat but like after I sat there with my feelings I was like I just feel so lonely because if Matt doesn't want to go do something, which is so fair, like he shouldn't have to do every single thing that I want to do. And like, I don't want to do all the things that he wants to do either. But like, if he can't do it, then, and if I don't feel comfortable going by myself, then I can't go because he's the only person that I know. Like I don't have friends here. And because we move every single month, it's really hard for me to find friends that I could just text and be like, Hey, I really want to go to this flea market. Like, let's go. Which in this case, like I'd feel comfortable going alone, but I just spent the full day alone already so I just kind of was over like being in my brain and just only being by myself so I like had my little moment just being like dang like this digital nomad life is kind of lonely and I've realized this honestly like earlier than this like this has already been a theme that I've noticed is that's like traveling with your significant other only and like moving every single month so you don't really get to connect with people is really hard like it it's you depend a lot on each other like Matt and I do everything together and we still love each other which is amazing (laughs) but I just I really really care about community I really care about having friends and although I am like slightly introverted I still need like I really need to connect with people I feel like Matt doesn't need that as much but I like I really need it and that's something that I've realized so fun fact Matt and I are actually considering just like for a full year picking one place as like our home base which would potentially be in like the Europe area um and just treating that as our home base and then Matt obviously has to come to Dubai for work um so maybe I'd go with him maybe sometimes he'd go by himself and then in the summer we obviously like to visit Canada and same with around Christmas but just having like a home base because I feel like for me then I could actually like make connections and make friends and also like a lot of hobbies that I have are like really hard to travel with like I really want to get into sewing because I love thrifting and like being able to like thrift flip items would be so cool So like designing and sewing would be a super cool hobby to get into but I can't like truck a sewing machine around with me yoga I can I'm into yoga and pilates right now and that's pretty easy to like do everywhere because you can just find a studio um but then once I get used to a studio, then I have to leave, which is the annoying part. Like, it, I spend a week looking for a studio, then I find a studio, I try it, then I'm like, okay, yeah, I do like this. It's just a lot. Um, but that one's pretty transferable. But even, like, cooking, like, I really want to get into cooking, and I'm kind of trying. But I don't want to buy a bunch of spices and then just leave them all in the Airbnb. So, like, I really have to just, like, make do with a few spices, and it's just, like, not as fun. Not complaining, though. Like, I love traveling, and I'm so happy that and I did this amazing experience of moving every single month but for me it's not sustainable right now like I just would like to take a break live in a place for a year and maybe I would start moving around every month after then but yeah that's basically my update (laughs) just going on I'm fully ranting this whole podcast so I hope you guys are okay with that but now that 
I kind of gave you my life update. We can head into the Thailand portion of this podcast, which weirdly enough, Thailand feels like so long ago, even though it was less than a month ago. But I guess like in between Thailand, we went to Singapore and now we're in Dubai. So it's like, I don't know, Thailand just feels like worlds away. But for those of you who don't follow my Instagram, clearly, because I post about it all the time. If you don't, you should go follow it at Lauren Hamilton with two N's at the end and an underscore because I can't get my dang username figured out because Lauren Hamilton is such a basic name. And like, I recently put a thing up on my Instagram asking people like what my Instagram name should be. My middle name is May with an E. So I would love Lauren May. No, of course not. That's obviously taken. Um, someone suggested like living with Lauren or living W Lauren or living Lauren. Living Lauren was like my favorite. Like I would, I would pay money for living Lauren, but I know like people buy usernames and then they sell them for like thousands of dollars. So I wouldn't pay thousands of dollars, but I would give her like a 50. I'd give her 50. Anyways, if you think of any usernames that could go with my name, Lauren, something to do with living life or traveling, maybe I don't want it to be like solely on travel. Cause like then if I stop traveling one day, then I can't use the username. So anyways, that was my little side tangent. Getting back on track. I lived in Phuket for two months. And Phuket is like, from what I understand, a province of Thailand. And it's also an island. So it's like a very beachy area. If you're looking for like a beachy Thailand experience, and this is a great place to go. I received a couple like a couple of people told me that this was like a really basic place in thailand to go and if you wanted like the true thai experience to go to like bangkok bangkok or chiang mai um so i mean if you were traveling to thailand then i'd recommend like stopping in more than one place if you could i think you can get to phuket from the other places i think by like sleeper bus possibly train um maybe airplane that would probably be expensive that well it might not be expensive but it might just be like a big hassle for a short period of time I think it was like a 10 hour bus ride or train um either way I would recommend if you are like backpacking to obviously stop in all the places but I mean if you're just looking for like a you know week-long stay in Thailand Phuket was great in my opinion I really loved it I still would obviously love to go to Bangkok and Chiang Mai because right now I can't compare it to anything um But yeah, I really liked it. And I've also heard from a lot of people that I follow on Instagram and that I consider like my Instagram friends that Bangkok can be like a little bit overwhelming. Like some people stayed even just a few days and that was enough. Like that was more than enough and they felt overwhelmed and then they left. So maybe take that into consideration too. If you are planning a trip that like Bangkok is like a really busy city, it's not gonna be that relaxation like island vibes that Phuket gives you. But basically, when I first arrived to Phuket, I recorded one of like our early on episodes that one of you that you guys might have listened to and I kind of talked about how I felt like really anxious on arrival at first. And honestly, I think that just comes with being in like a completely new continent that I've never been for. Like it honestly was like looking back a little bit of culture shock. Like I was just a little bit, you know, I, I was in a new continent. I didn't know a single person there besides my boyfriend that I was with and we didn't know anything. So I think just arriving there, I was honestly just a little culture shocked. But after I settled in and now that I've lived there for two months, 
Thailand is a really, really safe place. People are so kind. And as long as you are smart, you know, don't be silly, don't be stupid, you will be completely fine. So Thailand, honestly, is a really great place to travel um, in Southeast Asia, in my opinion, if you are like a little bit worried about safety or anything. A lot of tourists go there. So they're super like English friendly, super tourist friendly. They're very accepting of tourists. So it was honestly a really good, really great place. I loved living there. Like our first place, we stayed in Kamala at first and it was really nice. It's really close to the beach. So we went to the beach super often. Um, we had a shuttle that brought us to the grocery store. Grocery stores, of course, are different than North America. Like everything's a little bit different, but you still have everything that you need available. Then we moved to more of like Phuket town so closer to old town and that was more of like a residential area honestly like that like Kamala area we saw tons of tourists like we were not alone in that tourist area honestly it was giving a little bit of like everyone else was on beach vacation and we were the ones working and then once we moved closer to old Phuket town it was we the building we were in there was a lot of tourists or like digital nomads I think they mostly like lived there and worked there but weren't from Thailand but then everywhere else like all the other buildings around us and like restaurants grocery stores it was like locals like we were in the residential area which is honestly a really great experience too um with living there it's kind of interesting it's a whole different experience than traveling because you're doing like the everyday stuff like going for your daily walk getting your groceries going to the gym all that kind of stuff like in the area instead of just romanticizing the whole thing so it was a good place however i would say like grocery shopping was a bit difficult there like, I think it would have been best if we rented a scooter just because things were still a little bit far. Um, and you can rent scooters in Thailand. Of course, that's like a huge thing. Matt and I didn't because when we first got there, we met up with a guy who our Airbnb host told us to meet with. It was like her friend that lived in the building and he had a scooter that we could use whenever we wanted. And he came and talked to us. And I think he was from somewhere in Europe. And he just basically was like, have you guys ever driven a motorcycle before? And we were like, no. I think Matt might have lied and said like yeah I have but like he had him <laughs> and then the guy's like okay like if you're not experienced I do not recommend you drive these around like they're really dangerous especially because we were living on top of like a huge hill so like the incline and the decline to get down was like crazy and he's like yeah like we've had a couple of people just like going down the hill crashing because they don't know how to steer you know you drive on the wrong side of the road because we're so used to driving on the right side of the road but it's left um and you know, a person died driving on the right side of the wrong side of the road. So we were like, okay, he kind of scared the shit out of the bus. And we're like, okay, we will not be doing that. Plus we had a free shuttle in that, um, Airbnb that brought us literally everywhere we needed to go. So we just did the free shuttle instead all the time. And honestly though, like, I think if I like lived there, lived there or like, maybe if Matt and I were a bit more adventurous, I would have just rented a bike. It would have been fine, especially in our second place where it was all flat ground. We would have been fine, but we just didn't want to risk it. Um, especially when we could walk to most places, it was fine. So it's really up to you if you want to rent a scooter or not. They're super cheap, um, but it can be a little bit dangerous if you don't have experience in doing that. Anyways, we stayed there for two months total. So we had one month in the Kamala area and one month in the Phuket town area. And honestly, after the two months, this is the first place that I was kind of ready to leave. Like, I loved it so much. Don't get me wrong. Thailand is amazing. But it's the first place I was like, okay, I'm I'm ready to go, I think. Like, I'm ready to say my goodbyes. Much love. 
but I'm ready to explore another place. And this is the first place that we stayed for two months. Usually we stayed a month. So maybe that's why. Maybe it's like the longest we've ever stayed at a place. And that's why I felt that way. I think also Thailand is a developing country. And it is still beautiful. And you still have so many resources. Um, but they're not the same as Canada. And I think I was just a little homesick, honestly. And that's why I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to go. And then we went to Singapore after that. And since Singapore isn't a developing country they had a lot of things that felt a little bit more homey to me and it just felt a little bit more like Canada honestly although who's to say that if I stayed for in Singapore for two months that I wouldn't feel that same feeling of like okay I'm ready to go um so it's hard to say if it was just like the length of time that I was there or if it was the fact that it was just the way the country is that I kind of was ready to leave Either way, I loved it so much. And if someone ever told me they were going to Thailand, I'd be so excited for them. And it's also like a very, it's a very cheap country to travel to, which is why I think it's so popular with backpackers. And don't get me wrong. It can be expensive if you don't pay attention or if you like want to treat yourself. There's more expensive restaurants. There's more expensive resorts. Um, but there are cheap, way cheaper options. And it definitely was cheaper. Like one thing that I told one of my group of friends was that we would go to the markets and I think I got a Korean, like one of those Korean corn dogs with the sausage and the cheese and it was 50 cents. Well, in Canada, that would probably be like way more expensive. Like I think some of them might go for like mm, closer to $10, maybe like $7 could be a little off there. Anyways, that's like my overall thoughts of Thailand. It is a beautiful country with honestly the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen. Really kind people really cool markets and delicious food and it's really cheap if you want to travel i would say thailand's not for you if you haven't traveled a lot already just because you might have a bit of culture shock it's not bad though like there are really accepting of tourists and like you'll be able to find your way around but i just think maybe if you haven't even been to like europe i'd say europe's like the halfway point try europe first then you can you know graduate your way to southeast asia okay so now that i've given like my overall thoughts I thought I could go into like a weekend itinerary or like a three-day itinerary. So I know a lot of people will backpack around Thailand or like Southeast Asia and only stop in Phuket for like a couple days or even maybe just one day. Um, But I'm going to do three days here. And also like if you're going for a week, you could just do less of these things in one day and take a more chill approach. But this is kind of what I would do if I was, you know, going to Phuket. Okay, so if you're traveling to Phuket... For places to stay, um, it really depends on like the type of traveler that you are. And there are like a lot of hostel options. So if you are like want to, if you do want to be like a cheaper traveler, you can definitely find hostels there. I didn't stay in any hostels, so I can't really give you any options. But what I will also say is that there's amazing Airbnb options that are decently cheap and you can get like beautiful views like we stayed in a place in Kamala that was literally like tucked into the jungle with like floor-to-ceiling windows view of the jungle plus the free shuttle and that cost us like a hundred dollars a night um mind you that's with a 30-day discount but I think you could find a really, really cool Airbnb. So definitely check that out and see what you can find because there are cheap ones and you can get like a private pool even if you have a group of friends. And what I would say 
is if you're coming from Krabi or even like Chiang Mai, you could stop in Krabi and then a lot of people will go to the islands from there and then finally end up in Phuket. So if you're coming from Krabi, you can actually stop at the PP Islands um, or Kopipi, if you will. And that's kind of the halfway point between Krabi and Phuket. Or even if you start in Phuket, you can do what Matt and I did and you can take both there. So either way, if you're starting Phuket or if you're starting in Krabi, go to the PP Islands. We just booked a PP Islands day tour on Kijiji from Phuket. So that's what I would do if you're already in Phuket. But if you're in Krabi, then you could book um, like a ferry from Krabi to PP Islands, stop there, do a tour, and then take another ferry from PP to Phuket and then end your day there. But let's say you're starting in Phuket, book the PB Islands tour just on like a Kijiji thing or not Kijiji what am I saying what is it called oh TripAdvisor no you book it on TripAdvisor do not book on Kijiji um, so we booked it on TripAdvisor and basically you'll take a boat we took a speedboat all the way out to the PB Islands and you go and see these amazing national parks beautiful beautiful beaches they're just stunning and it's a really great day you definitely will be tired afterwards but it's 100% worth it. You could stay the night in PP if you wanted and then come back later. But either way, make sure to do like just a day tour, hitting all the stops nearby. And then, yeah, a lot of people will stay there and party because there's like a huge party hostel there. Um, there's also some probably some really cool Airbnbs or resorts that you could have like stunning views at. So you could spend the night there or you could come back to Phuket. And when you come back, you can stay in like the old Phuket town area because that will actually be closer to the marina that brings you to PB Islands. So stay in that area for that night and go to the Naka Market, which was our favorite market that we went to. Um, it just has tons of food options that are all delicious. It also has live music. There's also tons of shops, um, bathrooms. You know, they kind of got it all there and it's not like too crowded. Well, it's pretty crowded. If <laughs> they're Thai markets, they will be crowded, but there's like enough space and enough seating options that, you know, you're not too overwhelmed. And a really fun game that Matt and I did is we like grabbed a table, which is a good idea, and like have one person stay at the table at all times. But then at the table, we play rock, paper, scissors for four rounds. The first round is whoever wins gets to go into the market by the appetizer. Second round is the main. Oh, no, sorry. First round was the drink. Second round was appetizer. Third round was the main. And then the fourth round was dessert. And that way you keep a table the whole time. And you're not like just like in the market, like sweating, trying to eat your food while standing up and like, or like holding like four different things at once. That way you like always have a table. You're just eating one thing at once. You get to enjoy each thing individually. Plus it's like just a really fun game to play because you never know what the other person's going to choose and you end up trying like different things. So that's a really fun thing. Um, And then you can just head back to your Airbnb or maybe you want to go out in old Phuket town, really up to you. Um, I'm sure there's some great places, but Matt and I aren't huge like drinkers, so we honestly didn't really go out. But karaoke is a huge thing in Thailand. Cabaret shows are also a huge thing in Thailand, so you could also do something something like that on Friday night. But that's your Friday, the PB Island tour, and then a market, and then yeah, go go out if you want. Then you're gonna wake up on Saturday bright and early, so maybe don't go out on Friday night, and you're gonna go and see the sunrise at Big Buddha. So you could either call like a taxi up there. There probably is like a sunrise tour as well. We just did like a normal tour um, to Big Buddha that included like Big Buddha and a couple 
of like temples and stuff but honestly they're so close together that if you have a scooter or like a car you could just do it yourself or go on TripAdvisor and see if they have a sunrise tour to Big Buddha because I just think it'd be such a great place to see the sunrise and I saw like a video of someone doing that and I was like that was so smart so on Saturday maybe book a sunrise tour or do it yourself and go to Big Buddha it'll be the most stunning view ever it's literally a panoramic view of Phuket you see the jungle you see the ocean you see the town it's just it's really amazing plus you see obviously the Big Buddha itself and you can even go in um, and see monks and participate in a few prayers or meditations if you want. And that won't, only, that won't take very long, honestly. And then once you're on your way down after the sun has risen and everything, you can stop at Wat, Wat Shalong Temple. And that's like the most popular temple in Phuket. And honestly, if you book a tour on TripAdvisor it probably will include both both of those things because they're super popular stops um so if you're more comfortable doing a guided tour like Matt and I were it was great our tour guide was so nice he talked to us like I don't know he's a great great person so if you need um connection let me know and we'll connect you with him because he was amazing um and then you can grab a snack at 7-Eleven if you want because 7-Elevens are a huge thing in Thailand watch all the tiktoks before you go see all the snacks that they get people are literally obsessed with like the ham and cheese toasty and the sushi triangles i prefer the sushi triangles over the ham and cheese toasty the ham and cheese toasty in my opinion isn't that great but everyone is obsessed with it so i feel like you kind of have to try it so have your snack there and then you're gonna go out again and this might be a, a big ask so maybe just go see the sunrise at big buddha and then come back relax have your little snack and then in the afternoon you're going to be doing an elephant tour so you can book like morning tours or afternoon tours or just like walking tours at sanctuaries but i think what's really important is to choose an ethical sanctuary and when i booked mine i thought it was an ethical sanctuary but uh looking back i really don't know if it is and that's something that like honestly makes me feel super guilty because I thought I was doing the right thing and I thought I took all the right precautions but I honestly don't know if I did looking back because I I wasn't educated on it I honestly just looked for like the certifications this place had all the certifications um they also were called like an ethical sanctuary like they titled themselves that and in Canada if you title yourself something it's pretty legit like I don't think you'd be able to call yourself like an ethical ethical sanctuary if you weren't and have like all these certifications by the government if you weren't so honestly I feel really guilty about it we still had an amazing experience like it was amazing to be that close to elephants and you get to feed them and we bathe them but what I've learned afterwards is that if you get into close contact with animals that it's not ethical because there has to be something that makes them get close to you whether that be them knowing that there's going to be a punishment coming or, you know, they're just trained and animals aren't meant to be trained. They're not meant to be within close contact of people. So if you see a sanctuary of any kind with any animals and, you know, you're riding the animals, you're giving them a spa day, it's probably not ethical. And I didn't know that. I thought because there was no riding that it was ethical. Like we were just feeding them and we swam with them. But what I've learned is that isn't exactly ethical either. But there is an ethical sanctuary in Phuket, and it's called Phuket Elephant Sanctuary. 
be careful though because there's gonna be a ton of sanctuaries that are named like super similarly but not exactly but i think if you search google search like the most ethical sanctuary in thailand and like find like a blog that talks about it um you'll notice that they all talk about phuket elephant sanctuary and they have a really nice website you should be able to book there and they don't have contact with elephants i believe um so that would be a really good one to do and you can do the afternoon tour go see elephants from afar i think they can approach you if they want like the elephants can come up to you but they're not like forced to come up to you and you get to feed them it seems like a really really amazing and also ethical experience um and that will be like an amazing day and then you can come back to your place same airbnb or hostel in old phuket old phuket town and go for dinner at day and night phuket um this was like a delicious restaurant and it's really like funky um it usually had live live like singers while we're there and it's just really cute it's also next to like a lot of the bars and stuff that you might want to go out to in old phuket town um or if you want a cheaper option there's like tons of markets everywhere so you could go to another market then sunday you're gonna pack your stuff up and you're gonna go to the kamala area so this is about a 40 minute drive um so either you can rent a car or you can get a taxi to bring you to the kamala area try and get early check-in or like baggage drop off at your new airbnb or your hostel and the kamala beach area is a great day for beach day so that's where you're gonna head you're gonna head to either patong beach or kamala beach we really loved kamala beach and you can have a little beach day there grab some mango sticky rice get some Thai massages on the beach. I really recommend getting a Thai massage while you're there. They are like, it's like the most crazy experience ever. So kind of just have like a nice relaxing day after those full days that you had and go check in, go get ready and go out for a nice dinner at Casa Boho. We loved Casa Boho. That is our favorite restaurant in all of Thailand. It's one of my favorite restaurants I've ate at all year. Like I think it's, I have a list of like all the restaurants of Ada and I rank them and I'm pretty sure it's number two. It's an amazing Mexican restaurant at one of the resorts in Phuket and it has an amazing view of Kamala Beach. Um, so if you can go there at sunset, go there at sunset. Um, I really recommend the blackened salmon tacos. So good. And then if you go downstairs, there's a place called The Den, which is just a part of Casa Boho. And they have pool tables, ping pong, like everything you have. And they'll come and serve you drinks down there while you play games with your friends. Um, it was honestly pretty empty when we went there. So it's not like a social thing. So if you, if you can come with like a group of friends or your partner and then go there for dinner and have a little game night below, it will be amazing. And then if you want to keep the good vibes going, you can go to Patong Beach. This is the party area. Matt and I didn't go there again because we're not partiers. But if you are a partier, you're like, want to go and go have fun. Patong Beach is definitely the area for you. It is nuts, I've heard. Um, so maybe if you are a partier, you could even stay at a party hostel there. I'm sure it's just crazy vibes. But one thing we did do in the Kamala area is we stayed at the Kimala Resort which is like a stunning luxury resort with like, I'm sure people have seen pictures before of like the almost like, um, what would they be called? Like little villas up in the jungle. And if you kind of want a luxury night on Sunday or a day even, 10 out of 10, check out the Kimala Resort. It is stunning. They have like a pool with the swim up pool bar. They have an amazing amazing like beautiful spa where you can get massages they do Thai massages there and 
it's just really stunning if you're looking for like a luxury experience in thailand go check out the kimala resort so you could do that sunday as well but i think either way you should go check out a beach while you're there um and then go to casa boho for dinner because casa boho restaurant is better than the restaurant at kimala and yeah that is my three-day itinerary so you get a little bit of everything in there you get the island tour you get the elephant sanctuary you get to see big buddha you get to do a beach day a thai massage dinner at all our favorite places honestly we spread all this out among like two months so if you can manage to do it in three days that is amazing you might be very very tired afterwards but that is what the beach day is for it's it's for relaxing um so yeah if you ever go to phuket and you need more recommendations or need to ask me any questions please feel free to reach out i love to talk about traveling okay now i'm just going to be answering some questions that i've gotten about thailand and honestly i put a question box up on my instagram story and nobody asked anything so i'm just gonna go through some questions that i've gotten asked like in my instagram comments before and just kind of go into more depth about them so the first one that i have is is going to phuket worth it and to be honest this is hard for me to answer because i haven't been to any other place in thailand so it's not like i can you know compare it to another place but i would say if like you're into the island beachy vibes then Phuket is 100% worth it. I loved it. I think you can get a lot of different Thai experiences there. So you can get the beach, you can get the islands, you can still do the elephant tours, you can do the markets. So I 100% loved it. So I think it's worth it. I've heard that like Koh Tao and other islands have just as much to offer, if not more so if you're worried about like the distance traveling or like getting there or something, there are islands like near bangkok that you could travel to maybe easier so i mean it's really it's up to you and i don't i'm gonna be honest i loved it but i guess i don't have an exact opinion another question that i got asked is out of everything on your to-do list which one would you say was your favorite such the one thing newcomers can't leave without doing hmm i guess i would say the pp island tour i think it was just really like it, it was honestly some of the most beautiful beaches and the most stunning views I've ever seen. So I would say that's probably my number one over over everything. I know Matt would probably say the elephant tour was his favorite. Um, so as long as you can find an ethical one, I think that's also like a great one to make sure that you do. A lot of people ask about like spending as well and also packing. So I'll give a couple of advice on that before I say goodbye. But so for spending, again, like I said, Phuket can be really really cheap if you want it to be and if you're really focused on it being cheap for example a thai massage was only i think i think it might have been seven dollars seven to fifteen dollars i forget if it was fifteen dollars for both matt and i or fifteen dollars each either way that's super cheap for a massage um but then for example if it's so cheap then you might be like okay dang i'm gonna get one every single day and then you end up spending just as much as you would for a regular massage except you have you got more massages um groceries we spent a little bit less but not like a crazy amount less um than our regular groceries but they are definitely like less expensive than canadian ones going out to eat was definitely way cheaper especially if you go to markets so if you want to save money eat out at the markets that will be like the cheapest food that you can find and then i found like any restaurants that were kind of like in between fancy and market like weren't good honestly so i would say markets are the best and then yeah staying in hostels is probably like the best way that you can save money 
And I think like one of the best things for when you're traveling is if you're worried about money is to make a budget. Like a lot of people are like, I want to save money. I want to save money. But I think the best thing you can do is make a budget. So then you know the money that you're spending. You can really, really pay attention to what you can afford and what you can't afford. So make a budget for your trip or if it's like a month that you're living there, we do obviously like a monthly budget. So budget out how much can you spend on accommodation? How much can you spend on experiences? How much can you spend on transportation? How much can you spend on shopping? How much can you spend on food? How much can you spend on miscellaneous things? Um, And just having that budgeted out, then you'll be able to say, okay, for this week-long stay, I can spend, you know, $300 on accommodation. What does that mean I can afford in Thailand? Then you go and look at the hostel prices, you go look at the Airbnb prices, you go look at the hotel prices, and you can say, oh, look, I can afford, you know, an Airbnb, actually, for this much. Or, "Mm, I can only afford a hostel for this much. For this budget, I can go and do the PP Island tour, but that means I have to drive myself to Big Buddha. Or, hey, if I don't spend any money shopping, so buying clothes at markets and stuff, then that means I can afford a little bit more experiences. So I'll do that. I won't buy anything shopping, move that budget over to experiences. So now I can afford to do the Big Buddha tour. Honestly, the Big Buddha tour was super cheap. I think it was like $45 for Matt and I both to get driven around for like the whole day to like Big Buddha um, and like some temples and stuff. But either way, like that's my number one tip of traveling. Whenever someone asks about like finances, like how do you afford to travel? How cheap was it? Blah, blah, blah. Like the best thing that you can do is budget out yourself so then you know what you can and cannot spend money on, where you need to save money. And it also just shows you like even transportation wise, like can you afford to check a bag? Can you afford to take a taxi or should you try and take local, uh, like public transportation? It's just like a really good way to know where you're at, where you need to save money, where you can actually like, it also helps you feel comfortable like spending money instead of feeling guilty about buying something for yourself, like a piece of clothing at the market, you know, like, oh no, I do have this in my budget. I can actually buy a few things at the market and it just makes you feel less guilty as well. Like that's the biggest part of it for me. It's not even about like making sure I don't overspend. It honestly lets me know that like I don't have to feel guilty when I buy certain things. And then the second thing was packing. A couple people asked like what should you bring what shouldn't you bring and I would say I wore linen I bought a pair of linen pants at Zara when I was there because I found that like I always wanted to be wearing linen pants because that's what like a lot of people are wearing a lot of people were like slides linen pants and like a tiny little top so like if you have a pair of linen pants that's totally the vibe tons of shorts and tank tops like Thailand's a very casual vibe like I never felt the need to really dress up so casual clothes are the thing it gets super humid there so pack lots of shorts and tank tops of course tons of swimsuits um running shoes for walking over and then also I recommend packing like a button-up of some sort if you're planning on visiting temples because you need to like cover up your shoulders so that's just an easy way to be able to throw over a tank top um because if you wore the button-up the whole day you'd be sweating so that's why I recommend bringing like a button up to cover up instead of like a long sleeve shirt yeah honestly bring tons of activewear also like every time I went to go get a Thai massage I'd wear my biker shorts and sports bra because they will massage you like in the biker shorts so definitely bring a pair of biker shorts if you want to go get um like a Thai massage and stuff also like Thailand's so casual that I think you would wear like a ton of activewear um hats to shield you from the sun and again like Thailand's very casual so you won't need tons of makeup or like 
hair tools or anything like that just like some basics that you need um i wear my birkenstocks all the time but yeah overall my experience in thailand was amazing i loved living there for two months i would 100 go back i think next time i go back i'd want to visit bangkok chiang mai and krabi for sure i mean maybe not even all at once but i would want to visit a new location for sure and yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i'm not gonna do a stamp of the week because this whole episode again like the oddball one was sort of a stamp um but i hope you guys enjoyed this and yeah if you ever have any questions about the digital nomad life please let me know and i hope nicole feels better soon and i will see you guys next week bye